Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Conversations with the Home Care Guys. I'm Ferris. And I'm Caleb Lenore. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ferris, it's good seeing you again. Man, good seeing you. <laughs> Man, it's been amazing. Listen, you see how he's smiling, he's happy to see me. Exactly. Just like everyone is always happy to hear about the Home Care Guys. Yes, of course. Well, I want to tell you, Ferris, well, how has your week been? Just tell me how, how you've been doing, what's going on. Give me a catch, give me a catch up. This week, uh, this week's been actually pretty interesting. Uh, one thing that we've done this weekend, of course, coming from the weekend, enjoying the Perry Fair, the the Georgia National Fair. First time ever going to Perry, Georgia Never for the been. National Fair. Man, it's something that you would definitely enjoy. I mean, it was wow. huge. They had concerts, they had rides, they had, of course, fair food. Uh, we had every fried thing that we can fry in Georgia, everything from fried Oreos to fried baby fingers, probably. H- have you got a turkey leg? Did you try to fry a turkey leg? Definitely. That was the first <laughs> thing. We, we did the fried turkey leg, but we had the turkey leg as soon as we came in. Nice. That was the first thing we had. And I think we drank so much lemonade. Oh, it was my ridiculous. Was it hot? Was it like the weather? How was the oh, weather? The weather was beautiful. Uh, we went on a day where it was not as populated, oh, nice. but not, not as uh, crowded. But it was beautiful, man. How was your weekend? My weekend was amazing. I went to New York and um, New York just to visit a friend and just have a good time. And so um, just to get on our compass, our trending topics, because I talked to talk to you about it. I am. I was really surprised, Ferris, that when I went to New York, mm-hmm. like you in order to eat at any kind of eater, eatery uh, or restaurant, you had to show your vaccination cards. Wow. And so like, um, you know, how the world is talking about being vaccinated or unvaccinated. That's a war against it. So we don't even want to get into that that part <laughs> but um but but what i have found out is like people are really serious it's the restaurants or the government is requiring the restaurants to show um the, the customers or the, the customers to show proof of vaccinations be, uh if they want to eat at the restaurant wow. or with any large gathering like if you're going out to like a, um, a lounge or anything like that mm-hmm. you have to show your vaccination card wow so wow. what are your what, what are your stance on that and what are your stance on just like like being vaccinated and being unvaccinated, you know, mm-hmm. even I don't want to get into it, but I do want to get into a little bit. Let's go into it. So let's my go. stance on vaccinations or, or unvaccination, of course, I, it boils down to personal responsibility. I think okay. as an American, you should have the freedoms to go through and actually do what you want to do with your body. Right. Um, but also we have to realize that there's repercussions thereafter as well. Um, so yes, I'm vaccinated, but it was, a, it was a choice that I made. I wasn't, I wasn't, I would, I wasn't held down to go through and get vaccinated. Right. I wasn't ostracized because I wasn't vaccinated at some point as well. So I think it's, it's definitely a personal choice. And I think just like, it's a lot of, lot of antics going on, vax, unvax, how does it affect, et cetera. I think that for us to get back to some form of normalcy, it's going to take a collective effort. Right. And my part in doing that was to be vaccinated. Uh, others there, they, there's some other ways that other people may be taking advantage of doing that, right. but Hey, that's my stance. On well, it. you know what? Wear your mask. That's important to wear your mask. Um, one thing I feel like, um, especially when I went to the restaurant to eat, mm-hmm. I did feel a sense of normalcy. I mm-hmm. felt a little safe. You know, yeah. I felt like, you know what? Everybody in the world out, out there was like probably, you know, not vaccinated, but at least the ones that were inside, mm-hmm. you know, had proof of vaccination. So I did feel a little sense of normalcy. I'm ready for this to, I'm ready for the world to come back to mm-hmm. a sense of normalcy mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and I don't, but I really don't think that we're going to get there anytime soon. I think we probably have a another two and a half years before wow. before we ever get into some sense. And we may have to, maybe the mask is going to be a part of our permanent wardrobe. I hope not because um, that's one thing. I think that in some professions, definitely masks are required. I know in, even in some parts of different countries, 
uh, mask are more normalized as well. Right. But I would hope that here in the States and here and across the world that we can get to some point where we get ahead of this right here and go ahead and actually beat this COVID thing because it has definitely had an economic impact of on America and around the world. Right. And I think that psych, uh, psychologically, man, a lot of people are in deep depression, have high anxiety because of this, because they're listening to the media every day, all day. That's because stressful. of Numbers are going up. Numbers are going down. People right. are not vaccinated. People are vaccinated. It's just a lot going on. And I think that I can't wait to get some form of normalcy. And I think that, just like I said, however we can come together, how we can come together and not step on each other's toes, right. that's the answer for and me. I, and I want to say this, too. I, I recently looked on Twitter, uh, Ferris. Mm-hmm. Uh, the governor of New York mm-hmm. is requiring all healthcare professionals to wow. be vaccinated. Wow. And so um, I think on Twitter it says there's 84,000 uh, members. Let me double check. Was 34,000. 34,000 uh, home health care and home care workers were lost their jobs because they didn't get, get vaccinated. And so just think about if 34,000 lost their jobs, those clients are getting missed visits. They're wow. going to go, go back to the hospital for re, uh, recurring emissions. This is going to be it's going to be crazy. And so that this government of the state of New York is requiring all healthcare workers to get vaccinated. Do you think other states are going to be following pursuit, following suit on that? Or how do, how do you feel about that? I do. I, I think um, I think what's happening right now, um, the government's trying to set a precedence of actually how we handle um, different um, di- different pandemics or outbreaks. I think that's one thing that they're trying to do right now. And I think that if a lot of people buy in right now, um, I think it'd be easier, quote unquote, in the future. So I think that uh, unfortunately, some of our healthcare workers are caught in the mix of a lot of this political stuff. Right. Um, I think that again, it boils back down to personal responsibility. It boils right. back down to personal decision making as well. Um, knowing that if for some reason I work in the healthcare field, knowing that if I'm exposing myself to different people, Personally, I would feel responsible enough to go through and say, you know what? Hey, let me go ahead. Uh, pending out if I don't have any other uh, pre- diagnosis that would prevent that. Right. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get vaccinated because this is the field that I chose to go into. It's just like if you're traveling overseas. Right. Hmm? If you're traveling overseas to some countries, you have to have certain vaccinations if you are going to travel. And so I think that. That's one of the things right there where it's like I said, if I choose to work in healthcare, if I choose to go through and travel another country, I have to go through and actually abide by some of the, the laws of the land. Well, you know what? While we're in there, let's get into our conversations, Ferris, mm-hmm. because our conversations today is pretty much talking about how COVID-19 has affected home care or just health care in general. And so we're going to speak about home care. How's that affected home care? Uh, what are some things that what are some reasons? What are some ways that COVID has not COVID-19 has affected uh, the home care industry, Ferris? Oh, uh, man. I've seen where a lot of, uh, not a lot, I've seen a certain number of clientele, they're actually requesting now that their caregiver is vaccinated. Um, And again, that's when the personal responsibility comes back. I think that if we're going, especially in the home care setting, when you're going into someone's home, they have a right to their home. They have the right to whoever comes in their home as well. So a lot of people are asking, hey, well, is my caregiver vaccinated? Mm. Or I prefer to have a caregiver who's vaccinated. And so if I'm to work in this industry and to remain employed, you have to go through and abide by the, the, the individuals that are actually our consumers. It's their home. It's their home. It's their right. And, and so that's one thing we have to realize as well. 
Um, so I'm, we've seen a lot of that has happened. Um, I've seen where laws are coming down through the land where if you are Medicaid or Medicare recipient businesses, you're having to go through and actually have proof of vaccinations or COVID proof of weekly COVID tests. Right. There's right. a lot of things that's coming down that we must abide by if we're going to remain in business and if we're going to go through and actually keep individuals out of their uh, keep individuals out of long term care facilities. One thing I see is the caregiver shortage. You know, a lot of the the caregivers, you know, they may have. Um, younger children or in children that they don't want to infect uh, with COVID-19. And so people are not really driving to be, to work in the healthcare field, you know, like they once was, even though the healthcare field is a, one of the most stable careers and jobs that you can have, but a lot of people aren't really applying. So that's leaving the pool of caregiver shortage to um, low, as well as uh, leaving family members and seniors and disabled children and disabled adults without the care that they need. One thing that I do know, Ferris, is uh, especially with the state of Georgia and other states are following suit. Uh, during this process and during this time with COVID-19, they have implemented a new program um, um, in Georgia called Structured Family. Elaborate more about the Structured Family program. And uh, I remember, uh, I think Georgia adopted this program in October 2019, but this was a program that came right on time because before the pandemic, uh, individuals were requesting, how can I go through and care for my own loved one, right. but also still receive some type of compensation because they have to go, they have bills. Right. And so I remember um, back in, right when COVID-19 uh, kicked off, even our, our agency um, got approved for this particular program that allows for family members to care for their own loved ones and also receive payment for actually caring for their loved ones. And one thing we've seen hundreds and hundreds of individuals take advantage of this particular program because they were already caring for their loved ones. Right. They were already going through and doing it out of the out of the kindness of their heart. But not getting reimbursed. It would not get reimbursed. And I think that was a big move on Georgia to go through and say, hey, we're going to step up to the plate and we're going to go through and actually take care of those individuals who are taking care of our Georgians. And so that was a big move on the state of Georgia to go through and do that. And But what it does in the long-term effect... We have to applaud Georgia because Georgia in several states, I think it's probably like 14 states right now that are implementing the Structured Family Caregiving Program. Now, other states are probably allowing family members to take care of their loved ones um, as an employee basis, but this is pretty much uh, the Georgia program allows for those family members to take care of their loved ones without uh, being taxed on yeah. that. And so that's a great program and it's a permanent program. Mm -hmm. It's not a temporary program. So after COVID-19, um, after, you know, from years, years later or years um, in the future, uh, this program is still going to be in place, structured family caregiving program in Georgia. And, and one thing, Kayla, I, I think about this program, I'm like, man, people are able to go through and care for their loved ones in the comfort of their own home. Their fears are lower, their anxiety is lower, and they get to go through and actually create lasting memories with their loved one. Right. And I think that's what so many people wanted to do was go through and actually take care of mom, dad. They wanted to go through and take care of their uncle or aunt or their niece or nephew in their own home while not having to go through and worry about, oh my gosh, can I keep the lights on right. or can I pay the rent? And so I, again, just like big ups to Georgia for actually having this program and big ups to all the family caregivers out there who are actually caring for their loved ones as well, awesome. because that's something awesome. that's a selfless service as well. So that's, it that's is. awesome, man. That's awesome. Exactly. Exactly. Well, well that there you have it. Uh, I'm glad we just had this conversation because we went from vaccinations to even how COVID-19 has affected um, um, our community as well as the state. Um, one thing that I do want you to know is it's going to be up to up to you for your personal decision on being vaccinated or not vaccinated but i just require and i, I ask that you wear your mask definitely follow universal precautions wash your hands stay safe definitely uh, uh 
stay safe and, and take your vitamins or anything, any kind of precautions that you want to, uh, that you may feel that's going to be beneficial for you to uh, definitely fight off this virus. Exactly. Okay. And one more thing I would recommend is definitely, definitely tune in each week to conversation with the home care guys, of because course. we're going to go through and continue <laughs> to bring you all the latest and greatest news when it comes to in-home health care and the latest trends that are happening throughout uh, the United States as well. So, Caleb, here's to another episode, man. Episode two. Episode two, man. We're super excited and we look Amazing. forward to you all tuning in each week and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.